Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I'm your host, Jose. With me tonight are Brad and Junie. What's up, guys? What's going on? Hey, hey, here. No, we're back. It's fall, y'all. Uh, we ready? Best time of the year, sports-wise. We got football. We got that postseason baseball. We got the start of the NBA season. You know, it's a flannel season. It's sweater season. I mean, what's not to like? Best season of the year, baby. We got basketball starting. Football season is a full swing. Baseball's in in, in uh, the hunt for Red October. You know, it's in the playoffs. Like, it's it's the best time of the year. And we got World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, like, if you are a sports it, fan, man. this is primo. It's not going to get much better. There is no better time of the year. Guys, don't, don't, for, Champions don't, League. don't forget about Halloween. Halloween is next weekend. That's the... yes. And and we, I mean, I went to see Halloween Kills, which was freaking awesome. I mean, I know some people are being critical and like, I'm like, come on, man! If you're a, if you're a fan of the movies, like the Halloween movies, this lived up. Like, like you know, it did it did its job. It's a it's a movie packed in between the start and the end. Like, I don't know what people expected from it. You know, it clearly was not going to give us all the answers because there's still going to be one that's called Halloween Ends which is where you'll get the answer. So it's like, you know, it was a middle movie, but it was good. It was, it had backstory, it had everything we needed. So, you know, it put us right in the Halloween spirit. And yeah, man, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time right now. Good time of the year. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. But, you know, let's start out by talking about, you know, opening night in the NBA, man. Like, um, I mean, you know, um, Kind of what we expected from the Lakers, you know, some growing pains. They got a veteran veteran team. You know, Russell Westbrook has to get used to being on a team where he's not going to be the primary ball handler anymore. So, like, there's going to be some adjustments there. And then, you know, the Nets adjusting to um, Kyrie, you know, not being allowed to be around the team because of his vaccine status, you know. So, like, it was it was a crazy opening night. And then last night with the Knicks game, I mean, shit, man. The Knicks, if the Knicks are going to be this exciting all season, I'm I'm going to be freaking watching them every night. Like I don't know what you guys thought about um, opening night in the NBA. Yeah, I thought it lived up to the hype. I mean, obviously punctuated by that double overtime um, win in New York, Evan Fournier draining, um, you know, that bucket. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to. I think in a year. Uh, especially this year where we're not really certain. I mean, there are some teams out there that you look at and you clearly mark them as a favorite, but there are teams on the rise all around the league and there are, you know, players that you should be excited about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the, uh, uh, what stood out to me, uh, not only was the, the Russell Westbrook performance, um, it's going to take him a while to get, to get going. Uh, he's a, he's a guy that needs chemistry and he needs to understand his role on the team. And when you have AD and LeBron scoring 30 and, and you still lose, I mean, I, I don't think the Laker fans should panic. Um, I think they'll get their chemistry going um, to see Carmelo in a Laker uniform too. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, but what stood out to me was, uh, you know, the young guys, Anthony Edwards, Zach Levine, these guys who, um, are very young who are taking control of the league and, you know, their talent is, is, is showing. And I'm excited to see where the NBA goes. I, I mean, I know Zion is still sideline. 
uh, with injury. And, um, but you know, these guys, John Morant, uh, another guy, um, the league is in good hands right now. And it's, it's just exciting to see not only, uh, these guys perform, but, you know, pack stadiums again, you know, yeah. the NBA, you know, as, as great as the bubble was, this is, this is a better scene for the NBA. Like when the garden was packed with that double overtime game versus Boston, that, that place was rocking and it, it was only game one. It's not the playoffs. It's game one. So, I mean. Yeah, it gives them a lot to look forward to. It's a fan base absolutely. that's already hyped. Absolutely. Um, you know, another long, another young player to talk about uh, who who willed his team to a victory in the third quarter alone. Um, the ball boy out in Charlotte. Um, the, I, say what you will about, you know, Jello and the rest of his family, but he can ball. Like, like no pun intended, yes. this dude is, a stud. is clearly, is clearly the, the, the next face of the league. You have to put him up there with, you know, with the likes of a Luca. Um, he's, he's going to have that type of an impact and it's crazy because, you know, we're just getting in. He hasn't even had a, a true full season yet. It was banged up a portion. Um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be really exciting to see what a lot of these young teams have to offer. Uh, and, you know, there's question marks all over the league. Um, one of the results that I'm not taking too much of is the Bucks lost to Miami. Miami is good, but they're not that good. Well, if we knew know anything from last year, they're a team that will underperform and overperform, and I think they overperformed this game. Um, but, yeah, still a young season, still a lot to learn. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for everything that it's going to bring. There is definitely a lot of bright young stars. Um, I mean, you guys know how I feel about John Morant. Like, I mean, if I started an NBA franchise, he would be my number one pick. I mean, that that's just how I feel about him. I think he will, within the next five years, he will be the best point guard in the NBA. And, um, but yeah, like seeing the Bulls gel like that, like it, seeing that they're going to be back to being a playoff team, seeing the Knicks like have the the garden rocking again, you know, like seeing teams like the Wizards kind of looking more competitive again, Charlotte having something to be excited about, uh, you know, in terms of basketball, like it's going to be a good season, man. Like, I mean, it, it kind of sucks that like the teams that now are kind of not as good are the ones that kind of held the guard for a long time, like the Spurs, like the Rockets, but you know, it's, it's time for some new blood. So you know, it's going to be a good season, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I definitely think we we shouldn't panic with the Lakers. You know, Westbrook will figure it out. You, you know, he'll he'll still um, – I feel like they'll – I feel like Frank Vogel will figure out how to allow him and, and LeBron to share the ball to where neither one of them is affected. But now, moving on, um, there was a list that came out apparently with the – top 75 NBA players um, of all time. And yeah, um, it's kind of a fucked up list, man. Not going to lie. Left some, uh, left some really good players out. Um, among them were Vince Carter, um, Clay Thompson, like James Worthy was in a tie, like for, for 75th. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, it was a weird list. I mean, I know that, you know, I had some players there from way past our time, but 
Um, yeah, some of those names were just like, are you serious? Um, do you guys think that these type of lists should even we should even take the time to argue about them, or do you just think it's one one person's opinion? Uh, to my understanding, I mean, this was compiled by the NBA, so they obviously had to get you know, a group of people together to agree on this list because there are 76, I believe, because of a tie. And yeah, it's a tough list to boil down. When you take a look at the history of the NBA, there are some, there are some great players throughout the generations. Um, but one that I thought should have been on this list was Tracy McGrady, um, one of the premier all-time scorers that the league has ever seen. Um you know, Kobe Bryant himself, who was on the list, you know, said he he realized how great of a scorer Tracy McGrady was. And, and Kobe really looked forward to playing against T-Mac because he was one of those guys that could do everything that Kobe could do, but was just bigger. You know, I thought he's one of those guys that definitely deserved to be on that on this list. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree. Um, you know, there's some question marks uh, looking at this list. Uh, players that are before our time. Uh, one that stands out is Sam Jones, uh, Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star with the, with the Celtics, averaged 17.7 points a game. And the guy that I think got snubbed was uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, 22.8 points for his career, three-time three-time All-Star, or I'm sorry, seven-time All-Star, three-time NBA uh, NBA champion. Definitely got snubbed. Uh, I, I think they wanted to make this list. Uh, they wanted to have variety. They didn't. They didn't just want to have the new, you know, the or the the newer NBA players here. They wanted to have a variety of, you know, of the seventy five years, and you know, which I don't blame them. But at the same time, you know, they can't leave guys like Tracy McGrady and Kyrie Irving off the list. No, I, I agree. Um, and Clay Thompson's another one that comes to mind for me. You know, like without him, like there is no championships in golden state i mean we've seen what's happened ever since you know he's been injured the last two seasons so like i mean the fact that he was left off vince carter Kyrie irving like it just it doesn't make sense to me i mean i understand that there has to be variety there's gonna be players from like the 50s and 60s that we never saw play um but yeah like there's no there's no list where that you can tell me that there are 75 better players than, than Clay Thompson and, and Kyrie Irving. Um, I don't care what eras we're looking at. They, they should be on the list. And Tracy McGrady, too. I mean, there was a time where they said that the closest thing to Kobe Bryant was Tracy McGrady. I mean, they were hand in hand. Like when Tracy McGrady was in Orlando going to Houston right around that time is where they said, you know, it's a, it's a foot race between those two. I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure Houston was one of the teams that thought about trading for Kobe and they offered T-Mac. I mean, that's the level of player that T-Mac was. There was a time where when Kobe was discontent in LA, they thought about swapping superstars. And I just think it's a complete um, disrespect to, to Tracy's uh, legacy and his career. Um, It's not his fault that his career ended, you know, prematurely. But, you know, injuries happened. But in the years he did play, he was one of the best. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like these lists are subjective. Um, And 
I think we have to take it with a grain of salt. Like we're never going to be happy. You know, I'm sure there's probably old timers reading this list being like, Oh, how could they have left off such and such player? And, you know, like, and how could they have included that Anthony Davis guy? He's only been around for, for a few years. So yeah, it is what it is, but I definitely don't agree with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that has to go into this list. So yeah, you're going to ruffle a few feathers. Um, is what it is. Another player that I thought should have made this list was uh, the human highlight reel, um, Vince Carter himself, probably the, you know, the greatest dunker in the history of the sport, um, probably gave you the greatest clips you will ever see, um, the greatest slam dunk comp, uh, you know, competition or reel you'll ever see, the greatest moment in, uh, in you know, Olympic basketball history. Um yeah, uh, I thought he's one of those guys that should have been on the on the list. Um, you know, or it, it's it's a tough list to boil down, and it just sucks. Um, but you know, their legacy lives on, and you still can't take away what they did from them. Vince Carter is still one of the greats, in my opinion. Exactly. And now, moving on, you know, till. Our other passion, which is fantasy football, guys. I mean, um, you know, it was a, it was a tough week last week, man. Um, you, you know, I mean, I was able to squeak out a victory, but yeah, it was, it wasn't, you know, anything to write home about. My team has definitely been ravaged by injuries. I know you guys have been affected by injuries. So it's that time of the year, man, where you have to really pay attention, do your research, and know who's out there on the waiver wire, especially if you're in deeper leagues. So, like, how do you guys feel so far about this fantasy season? Do you guys feel like it's lived up, or do you guys feel like um, the scoring's been down or scoring's been up? Like, how have you guys felt so far? You know, it's tough because there are players that you would think would do well and they're doing well, but they're just not living up to the expectation. And I'll give you an example. Um, I'll give you two examples. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and De- Devonte Adams. Uh, Hopkins has been pretty serviceable. I think he is still a, you know, a top 15 wide receiver, but you're just not used to the ty- this type of production. You're expecting more. And for what you drafted him at, you know, it's obviously a letdown. I think on name value alone, if you were trying to trade him, you might be able to get, you know, a Stefan Diggs or a Justin Jefferson because uh, he's that caliber of player. Or Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Because I think he's that caliber of player and the name value is still there. Another name I'll bring up is Devontae Adams, you know, the compatriot to Aaron Rodgers. Um, this dude only has two touchdowns on the year. He has 700 yards but he's the wide receiver four and you would expect him to be wide receiver one. Uh, um, you know, it's a down year for him. And yeah, it's down year at wide receiver four for him, but I think everything will correct itself and you will see, uh, you know, things return to normal throughout the course of the season. We're only six weeks in and yeah, it, it's, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, it has. I mean, I think the biggest thing uh, through, through, uh, I would say through that, is it the halfway point already through the season? Seven weeks. Yeah. 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 Sir so fantasy is, is, is Cordell Patterson. I, th- I think that's, 
you know, him putting up the numbers he's putting up. I mean, we all didn't expect that from him, especially knowing what he was and what he is. And um, I just think, uh, you know, the other guy, um, Calvin Ridley was a guy that we expected uh, to put up the points in Atlanta. Another thing that stands out to me so is, much yeah, seriously. And, and, you know, another person that stands out to me is Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is, you know, a top receiver right now. And he's probably the best receiver out of those three, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And, you know, he's just feeling, uh, you know, he's getting into his groove and, and, and Tom Brady's capitalizing with, you know, uh, with his production. I mean, if you look at his points, I mean, he is, you know, he's killing it from week to week. And um, it's impressive because, you know, we, uh, we didn't expect that from him uh, coming into the season. Uh, but in, in terms of the overall fantasy, you know, my team is one and five right now. And, you know, I'm disappointed in George Kittle. I'm disappointed. Uh, I was disappointed with Stefan Diggs, but he, he came through uh, in week six. And, uh, you know, there's players that, uh, that are picking it up right now. Like, for me, like Jonathan Taylor, uh, Leonard Fournette. I mean, there's people, uh, you know, uh, that are, that are stepping up and, and it, it, it's all about, uh, it's all about pivoting. It's all about, uh, you know, looking at your waiver wires and, you know, looking at, you know, the hot hands and who's available. And, you know, Brad, Brad capitalized this week with, uh, with Johnson from, uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, a lot of fantasy experts said he wouldn't have a good game and not to start him, but, uh, you know, he had, what do you have, 24 points, 25 points? Yeah, he had a monster game. Uh, it was around mm-hmm. that neighborhood. But, yeah, I mean, if you're at this point in the season, listen, all of these teams have been, all of your teams have likely been impacted by injury in, in one form or another, whether it was an IR or a week or a two-week stint. If, if you're honestly trying to be competitive at, out there, I think you got to start taking a look at your handcuffs and taking a look at it very seriously. There are guys out there that I would keep an eye out on. Uh, Someone like uh, Dylan out in Green Bay. I think he's getting more work. And I think if Jones goes down for any sort of any period of time, this dude steps in and he's an immediate, you know, RB1 winner. Uh, He could very well win you a couple of weeks and, and possibly get you to the playoffs and win you the league. Um, you know, there are just so many names out there that you have to consider now. Um, wide receiver wise, Freeman. Yeah. I mean, we, do we really know what's going to happen in, in, uh, in, in New York with Saquon? Um, there's just so much uncertainty out there, especially with this bye week coming up that, that there are names that you're going to have to consider that I never, ever want to roster. Um, a couple of the names that are out there, Dante Pettis. Um, huh. we, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he got 11 targets last week, 11 targets. Um, if you, if you need a wide receiver, he's one of those guys that you're going to have to consider. You Brad, know, you and- mean the same Dante Pettis that couldn't get on the field with the 49ers when all the starters were hurt. Yes, that, that same one. But but what we know from Kyle Shanahan is if you're in his doghouse, you're in his doghouse. Take a look at Brandon Ayuk this year. We all expected way more things oh. from him. Um, but now Debo, I think, has 39% of all passing targets in that offense. So if you're the Debo Samuel owner, you love the fact that Brandon Ayuk is not getting out there. That, that, 
that Kittle is not out there because Debo it could very well finish as wide receiver one if he gets this amount of work. Um, you know, it, you're going to have to start to consider these names, some bad names that you never, ever want to play. Hmm. Dante Pettis being one of them. Um, yeah, and, and you may need to do that just for one week, but, you know, it, it's starting to get ugly out there if, if, if you don't have a loaded bench. Yeah, like, for example, like I have, you know, Justin Jefferson and Mike Williams out this week because they're on bye. And I have like a, an IR on, you know, um, late in bench. You know, I have, I have um, Russell Wilson. I have uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like, so like my bench is filled with hurt players plus the players I'm by. So like, I mean, I have to make do with what I have. So, you know, got to hope that uh, Waddle has another good game and um, hopefully Debo can pick up the slack, you know, and, and yeah, because if not, boy, it's going to be a rough week. Yeah. And there's a lot of landmines out there. Like in one, in my work league, I am the miles. Gaskin owner and trying to predict when this guy is going to get work and go off is it's not worth it anymore I benched him the week he gets 34 I starred him the week he gets me four um it's one of those headaches I don't want to deal with so he's just going to ride the bench because I don't want to have to deal with it right um there there's just there are so many of those type of decisions going on this year that it definitely makes things hard even if you are the top team in this league um, you know, you're going to have to deal with, with some issues. Um, yeah, but luckily there are some options out there and just paying attention to your league and your waiver wire and seeing what you can get. And one guy that I'm going to say, keep an eye on guys is, um, uh, Watson and with Houston, you know, we don't know if he's going to get traded over the next couple of weeks. If he does, let's not forget, man, Deshaun Watson, what, you know, is a top five quarterback when like fantasy wise, when he's playing. So if he does get traded, he's going to start for the team he gets traded to. So guys, keep an eye out on, on Deshaun Watson, you know, like all 30, all 22 allegations he has against him and stuff. That stuff ain't going to happen until February. So he's good through December. You know, he's good for this season. I don't know about next season. You know, next season he might he might not be available. Yeah, um, and for... and you know, piggybacking off of that, take a look at your waiver wires. Um, a team he's projected to go to has a former teammate that was pretty productive, in Will Fuller. Fuller. Now, if you want to take your chance on Will Fuller and have him ride your bench, be my guest. But it's one of those things where you have to consider that. You also have to consider. Potential trades with Marlon Mack. Does he go to a team that actually needs him? Um, yeah, like like Kansas City has been talked about for him. Yeah, um, but you know, there's definitely options out there. One of the names that I do want to bring up is uh, is actually uh, Michael Hardman. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that I think you can start this week if he's available out there. Um, because listen. You, there might be some records broken in this Kansas City Tennessee game. It, I mean, mm-hmm. if they both hit 50, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're both projected. Uh, I think the game is projected at like 58 points, which is some crazy total. Um, I think both teams are going to go off, and you know, 
we'll just see how many points Derrick Henry can uh, can will himself to. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with Miko Hartman, especially because it seems like he is. Um, you, we should just call him um, Mahomes' last resort receiver. It always seems like the receptions Miko Hartman gets is because uh, Patrick Mahomes has been running around escaping defenders for like 15 seconds and finally he finds you know Miko Hardman sprinting across the field and it, it it always seems like that's when he when he gets his receptions that's when Mahomes is in desperation mode and and Miko Hardman seems to be his go-to guy for that so I think he's a solid um, pickup especially in PPR leagues because he'll definitely get the targets he won't always get like touchdowns or massive yards because that goes to kid uh, to um, Kelsey and and Hill, but he'll definitely get you targets. So he he should be a solid um, uh, waiver wire addition. I mean, I've picked him up myself. I and I, and I'm pretty content with it. You know, he's a good um, safety to have on the bench. Yeah, for sure. Uh, two guys that stand yeah. out to me. Um, in terms of uh, sleepers this week are uh, two guys that I actually have on my team, Sterling Shepard um, owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, I believe it's a uh, 68%. And then another guy, T Y Hilton, Jose's favorite uh, 44%. Uh, if you guys need a wide receiver depth this week, um, I think these guys are, uh, are guys to look at Sterling Shepard, you know, uh, last week had 14 targets, 10, uh, 10, uh, 10 uh, catches, 76 yards. Uh, his last previous games, nine targets, 10 targets. So the guy is getting a lot of volume and he has chemistry with Daniel Jones. TY, TY's missed a lot of time with a neck injury. First game back, four catches, four targets, 80 yards. The guy's explosive. Um, he already has that chemistry with Carson Wentz. Um, I, I think he's just going to get better with time. Uh, and um, I think he, if he's if he's healthy, I think he's going to have a really good game. So those two guys for me are the guys to look at. Yeah, and just to go back to Sterling Shepard, um, and just to go back also to the New York Giants. Listen, they're they're out. Uh, Saquon Barkley. We don't know the status of Kadarius Tony. How many weeks he's going to be out? We know Kenny Galladay is dealing with an with a knee issue. And like I said earlier, Dante Pettis got eleven targets last. Last game, someone's going to have to soak up those targets. We saw that Sterling Shepard got those targets, and he's likely going to continue to receive them. Um, so, yeah, I fully back, you know, that that Sterling Shepard is going to get a lot of work. Now, is he going to get a touchdown? Uh, that's tough to predict, but I think the targets are going to be there, and he's definitely a safe PPR play, especially full point. I think he's the target volume is there, and it's a pure volume play. Yeah, and a guy that I want to add to that list, um, Rashard Bateman from the, the the Ravens. He's healthy now, the rookie. And if there's anything we know about the receiving court with the the Ravens, is that it's anything but a sure thing. Hollywood Brown, one week, you know, he looks like like Hollywood Brown, and the next week he looks like Bollywood Brown, you know. So like, you, you don't know what 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 Brown you're gonna get, you know. So. Um, I think Bateman gives a, gives Lamar Jackson a good option. He's got good size, good hands. Um, They're high on him. He was a first-round pick. You know, he got five targets in his first game. So um, he's only owned in 28% of um, uh, fantasy football leagues. So, like, 
you know, I definitely think that that's someone that you guys should um, keep your eye out. He should be available in a lot of um, your leagues right now. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to touch on? You know, I know we we didn't really have baseball in our minds, but are you guys excited that the Dodgers, you know, stayed alive tonight? Not really. I'll be honest with you. Um, they're not the team from Southern California I wanted to see in the playoffs. Um, that would have been Tatis and the Padres, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, the, I There's mean. always next year. I, I I like the Dodgers. I, you know, I, I like Mookie Betts. I like uh, Trey Turner and, and Max Scherzer. I mean, I'm excited for Pujols, man. I love that. Pujols, man. yeah. Pujols. I mean, for me, if LA wins, you know, I think that'd be awesome. Um, but in terms of, you know, in terms of the excitement for, you know, the playoffs right now, I don't really have any excitement. I mean, you know, I do like the Red Sox. Um, and, and we were talking about earlier, like, how, how, how do you not make, Red Sox and Yankees into an actual series. Like that's just exactly. mind boggling. Like that, that's a premier matchup that they missed on. And you know what? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. There's, there's so yeah, much I'm... sports going on right now that it's hard for baseball to, to take my interest to, away from football and basketball. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I am more concerned about setting my fantasy football lineup and the health of Kenny Galladay's knee than I am about the <laughs> World Series. I know. I know, man. I know you have him in your work league, uh, Brad. I gave up on him in my work league, and I picked him up now in the Yahoo League, like in our <laughs> league. So, like, you know, I gave up on him, and now I, I gave him a second chance somewhere else. So I'm like, can, can this man please just get on the field? Like, yeah. last year was his hip. This year it's his knee. Like, what is it with this man? Nope. He's like freaking 6'5". I'm sorry to break it to you guys. He ain't going to play. He's fragile as hell. It sounds like it, but uh, I have to ride with him. There's not much I can do. Uh, listen, if I have to choose between Kenny Galladay and Dante Pettis, I'm going to go with Kenny <laughs> Galladay and that bum hip and that yeah. bum knee all day. Uh, I'd rather leave my spot empty. I mean, you guys saw how it went for me last week, fucking picking up Austin Hooper. I, I shouldn't have, <laughs> you know, I should have just had no tight end. Yeah. Um, God, man. I was like, this fucking guy, you're making the right decision, Brad, by leaving your tight end slot empty. I mean, between that and picking up someone that's just going to be the drizzling shits, you might as well just leave it empty and not drop you know, one of your... Just speaking of tight ends, players. there is one out there that I would consider picking up, and that is Ricky Seals. Uh, Ricky Seals with the Jones. absence of, uh, of Logan Thomas, this dude is getting enough work to warrant a waiver wire pickup if, if he's available and if you're hurting for a tight end he's a purely a volume play i think uh you know he's good for eight to ten targets um if he gets four receptions in 40 yards hey that's eight points you wouldn't have had in a normal league and eight points at tight end position is pretty valuable because you'll get tight ends that'll get you too yeah like tanyan robert tanyan yeah, another oh, one man. of those names. But, yeah, <laughs> another one of the drizzling shits list. But you know, fantasy football—it is what it is. Uh, uh, it brings more. You know, it, I I enjoy watching the other games more um, on Sunday, and I'm more excited to tune into all of the games. Um, 
you know, this year it, it is what it is and you have to look for value elsewhere and Hey, you can still make the playoffs. Yeah. Still not over. Exactly. It still ain't over until the fat lady sings, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, that's our show for this week, guys. Good luck with your, um, fantasy teams this weekend hopefully you, you all you know have a more successful weekend than last week or if you had a good week last week hopefully it stays well this week you know yeah unless more treats and um, tricks unless you're benito <laughs> if you're benito then i hope you freaking lose <laughs> well he has like three or four people or players on the injury report so let, let's hope that they stay on the injury report yeah ab's yeah. out one of those dudes we'll see we'll see tyree kill ab terry mclaurin i mean We'll, we'll yeah. see. All, we'll see what happens. It's all in good love, you know, but yeah, I want him to lose. <laughs> but all right, you know, that's our show for this week. Hope you guys have a great week and until the next time, it's fifth down. Good luck out there. Stay safe. Later.